listening to episode 16, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us, and we hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're talking to Casey Tigret, who's an author, pastor, and spiritual director. He's the host of The Otherwise Podcast, a place for gathering wise conversations about living well on the journey with Jesus. He holds both a Master of Divinity degree and a Doctorate of Ministry in Spiritual Formation degree from Lincoln Christian Seminary. He has taught both graduate and undergraduate level courses in Christian higher education in the United States and Australia. He also serves as a board member for the Apprentice Institute a program focusing on Christian spiritual formation located at Fringe University in Wichita, Kansas. He is the author of two books, Becoming Curious, A Spiritual Practice of Asking Questions, and As I Recall, Discovering the Place of Memories in the Spiritual Life, both with InterVarsity Press. Casey has served both in rural churches of 25 and suburban megachurches of 10,000. He and his wife, Holly, and their daughter, Bailey, currently live in Chicago, Illinois, where he is the theologian in residence at Parkview Christian Church. Who you are right now comes from who you were yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. Who you are right now comes from your experiences and your memories. This is especially true of the way you view God and your identity in Christ. The experiences you had growing up affect the way that you see God now. In this chapter, Casey unpacks how important it is to surround ourselves with the true story of the gospel, and it's in remembering the gospel that we form new memories that will in turn shape who we are in the future. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Lovely to be with you guys tonight. Really excited to talk with you about your book, As I Recall. It's on the topic of of memory, and, and specifically the role that memory plays in our spiritual lives. And um, when I saw this book come across from uh, InterVarsity Press, I had to jump on it immediately because this is a topic that has always fascinated me a little bit. And then Josh and I have had conversations about this on and off. Specifically, this came up when we were reading C.S. Lewis's uh, Paralandra. And mm-hmm. there's a moment in there where the character eats a piece of fruit and he describes the experience that he says that, you know, on earth people would have, uh, our countries would have gone to war just to fight over this piece of fruit. And yet when he was finished with it, he thought that taking another piece of fruit would violate the memory that he had of eating the first. He would overindulge and then that, in some way that would violate it. And so that's always been a huge memory for me from that book. And uh, so Josh and I have talked about that. What is the role of memory? How does this work out in our lives? And so I'm really excited to talk with you. But I thought first, let's just start with what led you to write this book? Several things, one of which being one of my roles is as a spiritual director. And I spend a lot of time talking with people about where they see God or where God is absent. And what I noticed is so many of our conversations went backwards. It went into a conversation about something that happened a week ago or a month ago or a year ago and how deeply that impacted them. And they almost mentioned it like it was an aside, like it was a a side discussion. Okay, now let's get back to the conversation about God. 
And then from there, I started looking at myself. But my personality type is pretty inward looking. Um, I'm an Enneagram four. If, you know, if your listeners know the Enneagram, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so few of us because we're so awesome. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then I have a temperament that I just I'm an internally looking person. And I and I started thinking about myself, and I realized so much of who I am is a result of the stories and memories that have come before. And I thought, if that's the case, then God has to have something to do with our memories. And then you can go into this. Then I started going into the scriptures and seeing how how oftentimes God used a memory to continue to build and teach his people. And so it was all those things coming together and just a passion to write about this that really spawned the book. You say that uh, memory has been sort of the subtext, and you just mentioned it, um, you know, leading somebody through uh, memory, you tend to always go and, and look back. And so it's been a subtext as part of your pastoral uh, work. You say helping people remember the story of the gospel, to remember times when they were close to God, and to bring to mind memories of life and hope that keep them going. These are all part and parcel of walking with others and uh, walking with Jesus. Uh, what do you mean by helping people remember the gospel? Why is that important? Yeah, uh, because I think we we don't forget the whole thing entirely. So it's not as if suddenly we no longer know that Jesus rose from the dead for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, it's we forget the impact that it has had on us. And the whole reason that we know, so a person that comes to talk to me and says that I feel like God is distant, the whole reason they know what that feels like is because they know what it feels like for God to be present. And so trying to have that moment of, let's go back to remembering what has have, what has God done in the past, and let's bring that now into the present and say, how, how does this connect with that? It's what you see in the teaching to Israel in Exodus. Here's a festival, keep it, teach your kids about it, pass it down from generation to generation, because you're going to get to a place at some point where you're going to need to remember this. Like you're going to get into the wilderness. It's going to be tough. It's going to be death. It's going to be destruction. You're going to need to remember that there was a time when this was going on and I came and rescued you. And the same thing can happen again. So it's bringing people back to remember you are formed not only around what's happening right now, but you have been formed by what happened in the past. So let's reconnect with that and see what God is teaching us about now and also what's coming down the road. One of the things that I think is cool and fascinating about this idea of memory is that we we, we, we take it for granted a lot of times, especially in our American culture, um, we're, we're very future-oriented. We're not so much past-oriented looking back at our past. And then the flip side is, though, to stop being so future-oriented, we tend to try to just focus on the present and the moment. And so for us, it seems like everything in the past is just often forgotten or left out. But we literally couldn't have a present without having memory. Like, memory really is what allows us to be to be. I mean, it, it allows us to have opinions or thoughts or, you know, to experience the present. And so um, talk to us a little bit about how memories actually form our being. How do those create, like you talk about, our stories? Yeah. 
Yeah, we, you and I are nothing without our memories. And that's because they make us, they give us our decision-making abilities and our social context and all of that. And I would go even further to say there isn't, there isn't formation in Christ without our memories because we need to remember what that word means. The first time we heard God, the first time we heard about Jesus, we need to remember those things and why they had such an impact on us. But the way we create memories is actually really interesting because I compare it to gathering shells on a beach. We go and we pick up these little pieces as we go. Uh, We pick them up through our senses. So taste, sight, touch, sound. I try to say those fast and I end up saying them all at once. You know, all the, the five senses, everybody knows that. So you pick them up, you've got like 30 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds to deal with that experience before it either disappears or your brain changes shape and it takes it in and it creates a memory. And that memory is just a picture. It's a picture of what that moment looked like. And then that memory becomes a story. Enough of them begin to create a fabric or a lens, but lens is a better word, lens through which we see the rest of the world. So like if you were a kid and you got bit by a dog, uh, you remember the snarling and the pain and the crying. You remember all of that. And that memory then becomes this story that dogs bite. And if we let it go beyond the story point, then it becomes a script. And we say, dogs bite, avoid all dogs. And so that's how our memories make us who we are, because they, they tell us a story about the world, about ourselves, and about who God is, and then we'll live based on that story. We'll create a script for our life based on that story. So if we've experienced abuse at the hands of someone who represented God from a church or a, a Christian organization, we create a story that that's who God is, and we live by that story. And so our formation is all about taking that story and figuring out, is it real? Is it good? Is it true? And how is it affecting the way that I live? And what is God doing with me in the present to say, I think that story actually needs to be redeemed. It needs to be given value back because right now it doesn't have value for you. Yeah, that's definitely where I want to end up with is how we, how God redeems our memories and how we can change them as we move forwards. But, um, before we get there, I got to ask, what causes a memory to stick? Like you said, like some things we, you know, they just, we encounter them and they, they just sort of roll off of us like water on a duck. And then, and others seem to, and even like you use the story of a a, a dog attacking, like I got chased by a dog when I was out jogging once. And uh, yeah, that memory is very vivid, but there's also very sort of, um, uh, what we might think mundane experiences that cause a huge impact, or we can remember them, um, really random moments. So what causes that? It's, it's so funny how much science and neuroscience knows about our memories and how little they know. And so one of the places that is kind of open is this whole idea of why do some things stick and, and not others. And a lot of it has to do with the person. It's social context. It's the disposition you have at the time, it's, are you distracted? Uh, one of the things that I read was these stories of these guys who are memory champions, who can memorize decks of cards top to bottom. And they said, the key to it is not exercising your brain like a muscle. The key to it is focused attention. And so a lot of times what we remember is basically what we're paying attention to. And that can be different. That can be different for everybody. I talked to a person this weekend who is an identical twin And she and her sister went through very similar circumstances, but they see totally different things because of where they were personally. And so there's really not a cut and dried way that we remember or forget. 
uh, a lot of times it's about emotional impact. Our emotions are deeply tied to our memories. And so that can be a lot of it. That can carry the day sometimes. But other than that, I mean, you've got scientists going, well, it could be this or it could be that or maybe not. So whenever that happens, we just start making stuff up, which is awesome. I know a lot of times we tend to connect current experiences to past experiences. I mean, you were talking about how we uh, we take the me- our memories and turn them into kind of a, a script for how we look at the world and, and how we behave and act and things like that. And I know that when, uh, from my own studying, when we look at how we take in knowledge, we are, we're always looking for a way to connect that to something that we already know or something that we already understand. And so I've kind of wondered if memories kind of work the same way. We look at past experiences and we look at current experiences and our brains are trying to find a way to make those two connect and then it's kind of like the the path of least resistance through neuron pathways and when those connect to something that we've already experienced that we we interpret our current event and the the near past memory kind of in that way too so i've kind of wondered if if that's kind of how it works yeah yeah your brain is definitely all about making it easier to retrieve things so neuroplasticity your brain changes shape to allow ideas to pass quickly through and to hop neural pathways and it is and it's connecting the past to the present and which is easy because as we you know we look at the scriptures and solomon says there's nothing or the teacher says there's nothing new under the sun that's exactly right because everything that's happened uh, is going to happen again and it'll look different but it'll be somewhat the same and that's where we get knowledge from Uh, but that's more than that it's also where we get wisdom from Wisdom is basically going, yeah, I've been here before, and this is what happened then. Let's not do that again. Or that was a great decision. Let's apply that same kind of thinking. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a spirit to that. There's a pneumoplasticity, a, a molding of the spirit that happens with that kind of wisdom as well. Our memories define who we are. And if we take a passive approach to how our memories are formed, then the world will shape us into people that look like it. But the good news of the gospel gives us the opportunity to actively shape our memories so that we look and think more like Christ. This is especially good news if you have painful memories of trauma, abuse, or abandonment. Because there is hope. By giving these memories over to God and allowing Him to work in and through them, they can be redeemed in the pain that they represent replaced with the peace and presence of God. And this is why you need to check out Casey's book, As I Recall, because he goes into much more depth in how to overcome and work through these painful memories. But Josh and I also wanted to create a tool specifically to help you overcome them. If you've been listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship podcast for a while, then you know I lost my mother to suicide almost two and a half years ago. And journaling has been a huge part of my journey that the Lord has led me into recovery, especially using the Daily Growth Journal. So what Josh and I have done is take the Daily Growth Journal prompts and apply the lessons we've learned from Casey and his book, As I Recall. And we've created a two-page guided journal for helping you deal with the painful memories in your life. And we'd like to give that to you for free. So if you want to download this two-page document, Go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and click on the episode page, or just click on the link in the show notes. 
This document starts off simply by asking you to journal about the memory, and then we guide you through a few short exercises to help you process it. In many ways, I've been doing this for two and a half years, but personally, I can't wait to use these exact prompts myself to see how much more healing the Lord can do in my own life. And then if you really want to take it a step further, where we ended up in the end of this chapter with Casey is that encourage you to find somebody that you can share this journey with. Go through these prompts and, and tell your story with someone else, because walking by ourselves can only do so much. We were created to walk with others, and Josh has been this person for me. And so I would encourage you to find somebody that you trust that has your best interests in mind and who is open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice. Share your story with them, because when we allow the Lord to redeem our painful memories and our trauma, then they can become the tools that He uses to help us become more like Him. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Casey and his work, check out caseytigrit.com. You can also follow him on Facebook or check him out on Instagram and Twitter at CKTigrit. You should also check out his book, As I Recall, Discovering the Place of Memories in the Spiritual Life at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or InterVarsity Press. If you follow the link to Casey's book in the show notes, you'll also be helping support Daily Growth Discipleship through Amazon's affiliate program. If you want to stay up to date on everything that's happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, be sure to subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.